Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Who saw that coming? Welcome in. Nuanas is now ESPN Radio, SWX by 10 Television, and the ESPN MT app. <laughs> we got so much to get to today. I'm like always on a Monday, but per- particularly today. I don't know why. Running around like a chicken with my head cut off. We have so much stuff to get to, and what an entertaining weekend it was. But more importantly, what an entertaining Big Sky Conference race it has been thus far. I will say, I give us a lot of credit here at ESPN MT as well as Skyline Sports for uh, tagging the four teams that were going to be in, in the mix for the conference title uh, down into November. I will also say uh, we were uh, pretty wrong about the whole rest of the league because there has been a whole bunch of teams that have risen up for moments in time and have really disrupted this league race. And I, I got to say, I think we both, uh, both myself and Andrew Houghton, thought that Montana was going to be in the mix as a playoff contender out of the Big CA Conference. I don't know if we really thought the Grizz were going to be in contention for the true conference title, and yet here we are, and going into November, we got three teams, and it's the three most prominent teams with the most prestigious fan bases tied atop the Big Sky Conference at 4-1. and one. Montana State, shocked in Moscow. Idaho, does the shocking, knocks off the number two team in the country for the second year in a row. Last year, they won in Missoula to earn that distinction. And then this year, they knock off a, a team that we thought looked like a juggernaut in MSU. I'm still not ready to uh, put the candle out on the Cats yet. I do think that Montana State still is one of the best teams in the United States. I still think they are 
the best team in the Big Sky Conference. But for now, for this day and time, there's three teams that are equal on equal playing uh, field right now for that that uh, that distinction as the best team in the Big Sky Conference. And those three teams are Montana, Montana State, and Idaho. All three of them four and one going into the month of November. And guess what? We still get to watch Montana Sac State. We still get to watch Montana Montana State. So there's a ton of big time games coming up. So we'll get all the way through it. Uh, I was in Moscow. This was the first time all year that the Grizz and the Cats kicked off relatively the same time. Cats actually kicked off an hour later, but I was in the middle of no man's land on my way uh, to the Kibbe Dome. Uh, between Coeur d'Alene and Moscow, there's just no cell service. It, it's absolutely astounding to me that there's places on the earth in America that exist where the internet and the cell phone does not work, but it doesn't. It is it is wild. And I was very frustrated by that during my drive because I was trying to listen to Riley Corcoran or watch the ESPN Plus stream or do something. And instead, I sat in silence for a full straight hour with no Twitter and no radio. But either way, like uh, like I always say, everybody's got problems. Nobody cares about yours. So, though, I had to catch up on the Grizz stuff retrospectively. I, I watched the press conference uh, that Brooks Nuanas took care of for us at Skyline Sports. I read Andrew Houghton's article, of course. On SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, listen to Riley Corcoran. I also recorded something with Riley earlier today. Ryan Tutel was helping out with College Game Day as well. He and I recorded something earlier today. So I've certainly gotten a bunch of secondhand knowledge about the Grizzly football game. But I actually have not rewatched this thing yet. So that's full disclosure here. But I will lean on Andrew pretty hard uh, for analyzing this thing. And of course, I mean, I know the storylines. 40 to nothing is pretty darn impressive, even if it's against a winless team. Another shutout for the Grizz defense. Less than 100 yards of total offense for Northern Colorado. Montana moves to 7 to 1 overall, and they're up to number four in the national poll. And of course, the emergence of Kialili Ayat, the son of Grizz great Hall of Fame quarterback Brian Ayat. They did it. They put him in the game. I almost just said they pulled his red shirt, but guess what? They don't have to pull his red shirt. They can play him the whole rest of the year, and he can still redshirt, even into the playoffs, which the playoffs are no longer a question anymore. I think they're a certainty if you're the Montana Grizzlies, no matter what happens the rest of the regular season. I do think you probably need one more win to absolutely uh, firmly uh, affirm it, but I I do think Montana absolutely inside track at the very least into the playoffs. Then I took the game in in Moscow, and... A few of the, I mean, you know the tangible strengths, you know the intangible strengths of teams, right? And I think that the thing that the Cats had above and beyond on pretty much everybody else in the league and maybe even in the country was some of their intangible strengths. Their focus, their determination, uh, their inability, or I guess the uh, the lack of prevalence of getting flustered, the um, just how steady they are. They, they have not really ridden the roller coaster of volatility that is so trademark in pretty much every college football game across the country at both the FBS and the FCS levels. Well, guess what? Idaho flustered the Cats. Certainly a sold-out Kibbe Dome for the second time in a row. Certainly uh, reaffirms the reascension of Idaho to the ranks of, of not only relevancy, but, but true uh, power in the Big Sky Conference. The Vandals possessed the football for 41 minutes and 18 seconds. The Cats only got to run nine plays for the first 29 minutes of this game. They went three and out three times, and Idaho had the ball for 28 minutes and change. The Cats' first first down 
Didn't come until there was 83 seconds left in the first half. I know ends up running almost 80 plays. Montana State runs less than 50. If you're running less than 50 plays when you're an RPO zone read type offense, you're never getting in a rhythm. You're never going to be able to get in a flow. All that said, Montana State did rally back, and they took the lead in the third quarter after being down 10-0 at halftime. And then Idaho shows their resilience. They battle all the way back, and Hayton Haddon's touchdown in the corner of the end zone on an unreal throw by Giovanni McCoy. Uh, proves to be the difference maker. The Cats do have one last chance. They drive it dip back down into Idaho territory. Then with three timeouts and only about 25 yards away from the end zone, the play calling turns completely, utterly, and totally perplexing. They take a couple shots at the end zone. They give up a sack, and they have to roll Brendan Hall out there. And Hall has struggled mightily. I don't want to pile on on this guy too much because uh, I'm sure he is going through it mentally. Uh, when, when you're a kicker and you lose your mechanism of operation... Uh, it's tough, and it's tough watching him right now because he's not been able to make very many kicks. In fact, he's missed. He, If you count a kick where a penalty incurred and then the kicks that have gotten blocked, he's missed six kicks in the last two games. Certainly an issue for Montana State, and he missed the one that could have tied the game for the Bobcats, and instead, Idaho kneels on it, Idaho storms the field, and Idaho has a gigantic bounce-back win. They lost to Montana going into their bye week. They come out of their bye week, and they beat Montana State. What an unbelievable uh, result in Moscow. And now here we are, Montana, Idaho, Montana State are all 4-1 of Big Sky Conference play entering November. Sac State still has a seat at the table, albeit for them to stay in the the conference title race. It's a must-win on Saturday night in Missoula. But, man, is it going to be a fun November. So we're going to get you all set up for that. Oh, by the way, the high school football playoffs are going on. Oh, by the way, the uh, Big Sky Conference Cross-Country Championships were in Missoula this last week, and that got completely overshadowed last week, unfortunately for those athletes, because they did a great job. And uh, that's uh, actually probably the most prestigious sport that exists in uh, the Big Sky Conference. I mean, the best, the best export to the national level is – the NAU men's and women's cross-country teams. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk some high school playoffs. We'll take you around the Big Sky Conference. That's all in hour number one and then hour number two. Of course, we will uh, hang out with the man, Marty Mornoweg, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornoweg, 26 years in the NFL, and uh, he chimes in every Monday with us to break down all things NFL uh, for the second hour of each Monday show. So the Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank. It's Montana's brand of banking presenting Montana's brand of NFL. That's coming at you in the 5 o'clock hour uh, as well. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now. You can always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. Uh, just click on Listen Live and you'll find the stream. And you can also always stream the show on the ESPN MT app. Andrew, can just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. We back on the app now. Got it back on the app. Chris Hockey was on the road this last week. There's some equipment that we share with that broadcast team, Jeff Safford and his guys. So uh, we're back on the app now and uh, happy to be there as well. And if you want to be a part of the show, you certainly can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. My best of the weekend? Well, first of all, Gosh dang it, do I love day games. The Montana game wrapped up at about 4.30 or 5. 
Brooks had all the press conference stuff done by 6. Andrew had his stories done before the early evening. Glorious. Same thing. Tom Stuber over in Moscow filed before the sun was even down. I got my video produced before it was even dinner time. So I was waiting for stories. Or excuse me, I was waiting for photos from Idaho. We actually did not have a photographer on the ground in, in Moscow, unfortunately. But uh, I know athletics courteously enough and uh, kind enough to provide photos for us. So I, was, I wanted to wait for some photos. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go I'm gonna go be a real journalist here. I'm going to go check out the vibe, go see what's going on down there at the Corner Club, which is like the, you know, if you're in Missoula, it's like the Mo Club of Missoula. Or if you're in Bozeman, it's like the Arbar or the Cannery. It's, you know, it's where everybody goes and debriefs after the games, no matter what happens, right? So I'm in there. I'm, I'm meeting a bunch of people from Idaho Athletics, got a chance to meet a bunch of people that work in the athletic department, so that was fun. And uh, then the football staff all rolls down and, and, you know, Jason Eck gets on the mic. He says some words to the Vandal faithful. And uh, I just thought it was refreshing. I think that one thing that's grown so much in Montana is just how high pressure the jobs are at Montana and Montana State. And that's justifiable. I mean, you're talking about you're playing in front of 20,000, 25,000, 26,000 people on Saturdays. It's a multi-million dollar industry. The coaches are making hundreds of thousands of dollars to lead the way. And it's serious business. There's no doubt about it. I understand that. I also think, though, that sometimes college sports, we're taking ourselves a little too seriously. And I think that having fun is part of the whole deal. I mean, it's it's sports. It's supposed to be fun. And I do think that enjoying yourself and having some fun is great. And so I just thought it was refreshing to see Jason Eck and his staff just out in the community, out amongst the people. And, you know talking on the mic and, and giving everybody a shout. So I, I did that, and then, you know, I made my way, got something to eat in Moscow, and then I, I started making my way home. I was actually staying about 45 minutes down the road because there's no hotels in Moscow to stay at. So I stayed at the Coeur d'Alene Casino there uh, in Worley in between Moscow and, and uh, Coeur d'Alene. But my best of the weekend is there's something very distinct and awesome about a college town, and certainly Missoula and Bozeman used to have that vibe. There's still the college element in Missoula and in Bozeman, but it is not; they're not distinctly college towns anymore. They've they've both been very urbanized, uh, dare I say, a cosmopolitan feel, especially to the downtown for both of the cities. I'm not complaining because as somebody that's from Missoula, that's lived in both Missoula and Bozeman, I have felt uh, both towns evolve. And they've evolved for me, really. I mean, like, not me directly, but when I was in college in Missoula, it was a college town that catered very much to the college kids. There's still some places in town that cater to the college kids, but largely downtown caters to my age demographic. People in their mid to late 30s to, you know, all the way through 40s and 50s, but it's way more of an adult scene downtown. So that's been, I mean, that's one of the reasons I make my my life here is that it's a, it's just a great place to live. It's a heck of a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff going on. Very vibrant town. That's awesome. But there's something so distinctly specific and to me so distinctly endearing about a true college town. And that's what Moscow, Idaho still reminds me of. And watching uh, just the, the outpouring of support from all the old vandals that are back in the fold what Idaho has gone through over the last 30 years, just in terms of the the ups and downs and, and mostly downs of their athletic department, specifically, excuse me, their football program, that's, um, it's been sort of weird because it's like this, 
you're hoping that this wayward son finds his way back. And they did, but that wasn't without consternation. There was a lot of people in the fan base and a lot of people that followed Idaho football that were mad that Idaho had given up the the quest of chasing Boise State. You know, that they had given up the quest of of chasing FBS riches and instead had settled upon uh, coming back to the big sky. But now... They're back in the Big Sky, and they're back, and they're good in the Big Sky Conference. It took a handful of years. It took the right guy at the helm and Jason Eck. But then you talk about what's happened in Moscow to that community over the last you know, year, year and a half. I don't care. I know that Bobcat fans and Grizz fans have one thing in common. They hate the Vandals. <laughs> and I totally love the sports hate that goes along with it. I, I sometimes think that the vitriol is a little bit too extreme. I think that Twitter and, and social media has made us a lot more emboldened in our ability to talk smack to each other. And I think sometimes we get a little bit out over our skis. I don't ever participate in any of this stuff. I'm just a reporter and an analyst. And I just try to uh, stay out of all of that. I just want to give you the information and tell you the stories. I do think sometimes it gets a little bit uh, overblown um, the vitriol within the rivalries. All that said, I don't care if you're a Grizz person or a Bobcat person or a Weaver State person or just a person in general, especially one that lives in the Pacific Northwest. The feel-good story of the way that the Vandals football program has taken the attention off of the brutal murders that happened in Moscow uh, about a year ago is... It's, it's why sports are important. So, you know, sometimes I always tease, like, the best part about sports is that they're not important. The best part about sports, though, is that they can be this unifying positive force that can take the attention off of something that was so horrible. I mean, imagine if that happened in Missoula or Bozeman. It would rock those towns, and it rocked Moscow to the core. So the fact that they have something to rally behind, to give them some positivity. I think that that's a wonderful thing. And I, I'm so happy for the people of Moscow. Sports aside, rooting interests aside, all that stuff. To have a positive storyline led by a group of really, really um, interesting and and uh, inspired young men, is it's a great one. It's a great story right now. And uh, I, I thought that just having an opportunity to host the Montana schools in back-to-back home games with a bye in between. Great. It was a great moment for, for Moscow. And I was just thinking how much Moscow reminds me of how Missoula was in the late 1990s and early 2000s. And it really gave me this nostalgic feel. And uh, so thanks to all the people over there for all the great hospitality. And uh, I'm, I'm glad there's a good storyline Brewing. It's Nuwana's Dow ESPN Radio. It's Diving in the Montana Football Hour. It's probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Uh, first of all, here's some uh, high school scores for you. Double A started high school, uh, started their, their playoffs on Friday night. Billings West, no trouble with Missoula Big Sky. They beat the Eagles 28-10. to So West advances to play at Helena Capital next week. Big Sky season ends with a 3-7 and record. Butte beats Billings Senior in the Mining City. So now we're going to have a, a quarterfinal matchup with some rivalry implications. Butte plays at uh, AA, uh, Eastern AA number 1 Bozeman next week. Uh, that used to be like their, their version of the Crosstown before Bozeman had two high schools. So there's certainly uh, some uh, 
I don't want to say bad blood, but certainly some rivalry juice behind that. Helena rolls past Billing Skyview 48-14. The Bengals advance to play at Bozeman Gallatin next week. And then Missoula Sentinel, what a defensive performance by the Spartans. 28-7 over Great Falls High. Uh, they held Great Falls to 55 yards rushing all told. And they overcome some frigid temperatures there uh, in the Electric City. And Sentinel, they advanced to play Kalispell Glacier, the number one seed out of the Western AA. Class A, Columbia Falls rolls Whitefish 42 nothing. So uh, C Falls onto the next round to take on undefeated Billing Central. Hamilton gets four touchdowns from Lucas Lant on the ground, plus a fifth on the uh, through the air. And they overcome a snowstorm down there in the Bitterroot to take down Big Fork 34-21. Hamilton advances to play defending state champion Lewistown. Laurel, no trouble with Glendive. They win 35-7, and they'll play at Corvallis next week. Haver, no trouble with Lockwood. They win 38-0, and uh, the Blue Ponies, they advance as well. Um, they'll take on Dillon next week. In uh, in Class B, bear with me while I, uh, while I get my uh, page to load here. Uh, Class B, Eureka, cruises past Huntley Project 47-18. to So they'll take on Jefferson uh, in the second round. Jefferson beat Glasgow 27-18. to um, Red Lodge, they, they blank um, Thompson Falls 42 to nothing. Three Forks, uh, they beat Malta 32-17. So Three Forks plays Red Lodge in the second round. Florence Carlton, how about this? 62-0 over Baker. Unbelievable. 10-0 now the Falcons are the two-time defending uh, state champions of the Class B level. And they move on to face Columbus. Columbus overpowered Cutbank, beat them 54-6. Other Class B scores, Manhattan beats Conrad 42-6. So the Tigers are now 9-1, and and they'll face Shepard. Shepard the closest game of the first round was Shepard getting past Loyola 27-25. Talon Reynolds scored from one yard out on the last play of the game for Loyola, but the Shepard defense stuffed the two-point conversion to seal the win. What a crazy way for that game to end. So Shepard moves on to face Manhattan, and Loyola, their season comes to an end uh, in disappointing fashion. So um, bummer for the Rams. Class C, eight-man scores quickly. Weibo beats Valley Christian 58-31. R. Lee beats Drummond 36-16. Fairview beats Shelby 70-16. Belt beats Park City 60-0. Superior beats Forsyth 54-20. Fort Benton beats Lone Peak 36-33. Circle wins a shootout over Ekalaka 73-28. And Ennis knocks out Charlo uh, in a rematch of the 2016 state title game 30-15. Six-man Floyd Lake beats Shields Valley 72-8. Custer Heisham Melstone beats Lincoln 63-25. Chester Joplin Inverness beats Denton Geyser Stanford Geraldine 55-8. Westby Granora beats Big Sandy 30-6. Centerville beats Power Dutton Brady 43-6. Hot Springs beats Valier 40-6. And West Yellowstone rolls past Savage 44-7. It's the Montana Football Hour proudly presented by... Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. A whole bunch more on the prep football playoffs, uh, as well as some of the cross-country storylines and some of the other fall sports storylines tomorrow during Nuanas Now. 
Here's your Big Sky scoreboard. Montana, of course, beats Northern Colorado 40-0. Idaho beats Montana State 24-21. Portland State gets back on the winning side of things. They beat Eastern Washington 47-35. NAU drills UC Davis, so UC Davis is now out of the playoff picture. Uh, Lumberjacks win 38-21. And Sac State, they bounce back from their loss to Montana State to roll through Idaho State 51-16. Our attention, though, for the rest of the Montana Football Hour We'll focus upon the Montana schools. We'll start with the game here in Missoula. Bobby Houck ties Jerome Sowers for the all-time lead for most overall victories as a coach in the Big Sky Conference with 123. And Montana, I don't know if a lot of people had this, but Montana now 7-1 and and the number four team in the United States of America going into November. What a great job by the Grizz to right the ship. People were ready to bury the Grizz after the NAU game. People were talking about this could be the worst season of the modern era in Grizz history. Not happening. Instead, the Grizz are absolutely in the mix. They're absolutely in the mix for a Big Sky title. They're absolutely in the mix to make a playoff run. And uh, it's been pretty cool to watch them uh, turn it around and roll through the month of October for the first time in a long time. Here's Bobby Houck following that 40 nothing win. Bobby Houck here on Nuanas Now. Brent Vegan and the Bobcats find themselves in a position that they've quite literally never been in. Montana State's only lost six games under Brent Vegan, but several of those, I guess two of those games were against FBS opponents in the non-conference where then they got to have uh, an overmatched opponent the next week at home to sort of get back on track. Their only regular season loss in Big Sky Conference play under Coach Vegan came in the regular season finale to Montana in Missoula to end the 2021 year. So their version of bouncing back and getting back rolling was in the playoffs. The much chronicled saga of Matt McKay getting benched and then leaving the program abruptly and Tommy Mallott taking over as the starting quarterback for Montana State. That one's been told over and over and over again. But the Cats have quite literally never lost a conference game in the middle of the conference season and had to bounce back from it with Brent Vegan as the head coach. That's the story when you've only lost one conference game until Saturday. But Idaho took down the Bobcats, and now Montana State's left to search. Here's Brent Vegan's opening statement following his team's 24-21 loss at the University of Idaho on Saturday. All right, well, uh, start off by congratulating Idaho. Glad they came here. Really good effort today um, on both sides of the ball. Obviously, uh, we're able to jump on us and really, uh, you know, own the first half in, in so many ways. Um, 
You know, and, and that uh, you know, that paid dividends for them at the end. I think our defense really wore down in part because our offense couldn't stay on the field the first half. And even though we got some things going offensively in that second half, um, you know, ultimately that damage was maybe done on our defense. Um, you know, you you win, you lose as a as a team. Um, and just like we've had so many team wins, that was a, that was a team loss. I think every phase, obviously, going down to the last uh, the last kick. Um, you know, and, and we. We fought and, and resilient and, and all that stuff, but we came up came up short, uh, you know. And I, I think moving forward, um, all that we got in front of us is NAU, and that's that's the way we got to approach this. Bounce back, get back home, and, um, and have a great week of practice, and, and go after NAU next week. And Montana hosts Sac State on Saturday. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash. They're located right next to us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company on Radio Way. It's important for you to keep all the de-icer and stuff off the undercarriage. It's going to keep your car running better. It's going to make the the body and the paint and all that uh, last a lot longer. Keep the value of your car at a higher level. So treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Three many things about the Grizz. Three many things about the Cats. Next, keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I certainly have so much to say. I don't know how we're going to get it all in, but we're going to try. Welcome back to Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuwana's coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Let's do three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats. We're going to go back and forth here. Usually we do one and then the other. We're just going to go back and forth. Montana, a 40 nothing win over Northern Colorado. Montana State, a 24-21 loss at Idaho. It's so interesting to me because the the reaction game, I mean, first of all, the wide world of, of Twitter and the message boards is just astounding. It's just crazy to, to watch people freak out about so many different things. But a lot of times they just, the, the vitriol is pointed at, at us as the analysts. And like I always try to remind folks, we don't have any rooting interest in this. We have no influence over any of the results. We're just here to break it down as best we can. 
hopefully to provide some information and some insight that you find entertaining. And more than anything, we're just trying to have fun. I mean, you know, did, did I think Montana State was going to roll through the Big Sky slate? I absolutely did. Was I wrong about that? I absolutely was. Does Idaho deserve all the credit in the world for knocking off the Bobcats? Absolutely they do. Does that result have any influence on what's going to happen after this? I'm not sure, actually, because it could go one way or the other. But that's what makes it fun, week to week. I also think, though, when you look at things big picture, I mean, if you're going to, I think that you could think two things at the same time, right? You could think Montana State was definitely the favorite in the Big Sky Conference and a legitimate national championship contender. And you could also look at their schedule and think, yeah, that team's probably going to go nine and two or eight and three. Because they have to play at South Dakota State, at Weber State, at Sac State, at Idaho, and at Montana, right? So now here we are, and the Cats are 6-2, uh, and two, and they still have to play at Montana. They're just about exactly where you thought they would be. You can think that they're a national championship contender and a Big Sky Conference favorite, and also think that they probably are going to lose a couple of those road games, and that's where we're at. They lost to, to Idaho, they lost to South Dakota State. All that said, I think that Idaho formed a blueprint definitely for how you beat Montana State. Last week I said this word for word. Opportunity is the key against the Cats because once they have the momentum, they're not going to let it go and they're just going to crush you. Well, guess what Idaho did? They never gave Montana State the opportunity to have momentum. They never gave Montana State the ball. Their 11-minute, their 47-second drive in the first quarter set the tone. By the time the first half ends, Montana State only had the ball for two minutes. I know I had the ball for 28. They end up having the ball for 41 minutes and change in this one. And that in itself was the absolute key to victory for the Vandals. Here's Brent Vegan on how Idaho controlled the ball to hand Vegan just his second Big Sky Conference loss over the last three seasons as the head coach of the Cats. Well, we weren't really good on first down, you know, so you, you get uh, you get on your heels a little bit when you're in those longer yard situations and we didn't make a didn't make a play um, in those those scenarios. Uh, you know, we came up, we did make make a bunch of those plays in the second half. Um, you know, and I think certainly the credit goes to what they were capable of doing it. They tackled well that first half, and um, you know, we certainly got behind the eight ball. Um, what do you think of the pressure you guys were able to put on McCoy, especially in the first half? Well, I think we anticipated that, uh, that we could. That, um, I mean, you couldn't write the start any better to come out with a couple sacks that first sequence, and then we go three and out. And, you know, from there, it kind of, uh, that's, that was the nature of that, that first half. Uh, you know, uh, I thought they picked up, uh, I haven't seen any stats, but a fair amount of third downs, fourth downs, the key drives you on, and on the flip side, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't do that as much. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's one of those those games that obviously could have gone either way, and, and we definitely have to uh, look internally, each one of us, to, to see what you know what we need to do better moving forward. When they get ahead like they do, and then they sit on the clock like they do, I mean, how difficult is it to just sort of stay in a rhythm? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we value possessions too. You know, I think it just. Uh, he just made all those second half possessions that that much more important, and you know I thought we we did a pretty good job with that. We were we were three of three until the end, and like I said before, unfortunately the way the first half half one our defense was just on the field way too much, and that uh, you know I think that showed. I think that showed down down the stretch, and um, you know we just we couldn't finish. We take take a lead like that in the, the fourth quarter. You know I think our expectation is we can finish that. And we just didn't do it. 
Brent Megan here on the Montana Football Hour. First big thing about the Grizz, I'll hand it off to Andrew. He was covering the game for us on behalf of ESPN MT as well as Skyline Sports. Uh, Grizz defense, though, another shutout. You can say, okay, well, it's just Northern Colorado. I actually think there's a, a little bit of nuance to that twofold. One, it's just hard to pitch a shutout in modern-day college football, period. It's even harder to pitch a shutout. This might seem funny when I say it, but then once you think about it, you'll know I'm right. It's even harder to pitch a shutout when you're beating the other team by five five or six touchdowns. Because if you don't want to run up the score, you're going to put a bunch of your backups in. So then they're going to have to be the ones that preserve the shutout. And a lot of times the other team will keep their starters in to go against your backups so they don't get shut out. I, I would be willing to reckon, I don't have this statistic officially, but I'd be willing to reckon that Montana has more shutouts in the last three years than any other team in the Big Sky Conference. And I would actually bet that Montana has more shutouts than all the other teams in the Big Sky Conference combined. I will stat check that, but but they've certainly had several shutouts. I mean, to put this in perspective, when the Cats shut out Weber State, that was their first shutout in a league game. In 18 years. So the fact that the Grizz have had several shutouts in the last couple of years uh, is very, very impressive. Andrew, what did you see out of the Grizz defense, and uh, what was sort of the keys to this effort? Well, the narrative for the last couple of games has been, Coulter, the pass rush is back, right? And they, yep. it, they struggled to get pressure to the quarterback for the first couple of weeks of conference play. Well, now they've had six sacks in back-to-back weeks. That's where things start with this defense, right? Because you're getting pressure... Not only for splash plays, not only to to kill drives by putting a team in second and 18 because you get to their quarterback on first down, but also to create big plays for the secondary. And we saw the Grizz come up with two pick sixes on Saturday as well. Uh, This is the way that they wanted to win games, and and they needed that first pick six from Jackson Lee to jumpstart the offense because they didn't score any points on their first four drives of the game. Right. The defense gives you energy to the whole team. The defense gives the energy to the stadium. Uh, and the defense, when they make big plays like that, gives a ton of energy to everybody on the defense as well. Here's Riley Wilson uh, real quick and some some jokes from Bobby Houck as well. <laughs> on those couple of pick sixes, Jackson Lee had one to make it 7 to nothing, and then Braxton Hill had one in the second half. First, I got I got to say, Braxton Hill was at the press conference this afternoon, and he corrected that. He said, "Riley Wilson has in fact been to Highway One because I've taken him there. They went branding there, and they went hunting there." You got to remember, Riley Wilson's from Texas. I think the guys that fit in the best in Montana that are from far places away are guys from Alaska and Texas, because <laughs> you're going to have a lot of the similar lifestyle stuff. So, uh, Riley Wilson has been to Highway One, and I thought that was great awareness on his part uh, for shouting that out. All right, second big thing about. The Bobcats, I thought their last offensive possession was good until it went really bad. I thought that some of the credit for why Idaho was able to win goes to clock management, clock domination, ball control. Some of it goes to the Idaho defense for getting off the field quickly, especially in the first half. But I also think some of the onus falls on Montana State's play calling. 
thought they were way too cute out the gates at the front, at the front end of the game. I think that that was really uh, it hurt their offense to get in a rhythm. And I thought their play calling was honestly terrible in the last minute of the game. They get down to about the 26-yard line. They got three timeouts left, and they throw the ball three times in a row. They're already in field goal range. Run the ball, man. Why are you taking shots at the end zone? Why are you letting Tommy Malak get sacked in that situation and making you lose yards? You had three timeouts. You're already in field goal range. I know your field goal kicker has struggled, but you got to at least run the ball once or twice there or keep it simple, throw it over the middle. Use your timeouts. Don't have to burn them when you get sacked. I thought it was bad. Uh, here's Brett Vegan on the uh, last possession of the game for the Bobcats. Last offensive possession. You had a couple timeouts left to get into their uh, territory. I mean, what did you just think of the execution? How were you, you guys able to get down close there? Well, I thought, I thought to that point, um, you know, Tommy threw the ball really well, was getting the ball out of his hands. Um, you know, then obviously, you know, we, we stall out. They bring pressure. We get sacked. And then we, we get plus one and we have to throw the ball up for grabs. So, you know, good until a point and then not uh, good enough to – you pull the win out. Brett Vegan on the uh, last drive of the game for Montana State, which resulted in a missed Brendan Hall field goal. We'll just stay on that right now. We'll just finish up with the Cats so we can get some more talk about the Grizz. Montana State's kicking woes are very real, and they got to figure it out. They're, they're 6 of 12 on field goals so far this year. Brendan Hall, the SMU transfer, who's been great as a kickoff specialist, great as a punter, and really struggled as the field goal kicker. He has missed a total of six kicks if you count the blocks and one that was called off because of a penalty over the last two games. He missed two kicks on Saturday, one that was blocked in the first half and one that missed wide right that would have tied the game. He's only made one field goal of over 30 yards so far this entire football season. And uh, I think they got to figure out a way to go in a different direction. Maybe Casey Kotzman, the kid from Butte, gets an opportunity. Here's Brent Vegan on the kicking woes at MSU. Anything you said to Brendan after the goals? No, no. You know, the f- first one that came came off a little bit low, and you know, we got to go back to the trying board. I think that makes six six for twelve field goals on the year. Um, that's that's not going to get it done. So whatever the drawing board means, we got to go back to it. Whatever the drawing board means, we got to go back to it. Well, it's now ESPN Radio. It's Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, as well as Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Second big thing about the Grizz. Kiali'i Ayat, he made his debut, and he looked good. Uh, I had to take everybody's word for it and watch the replays and stuff on Twitter. I can't wait to watch the game in real time tonight. But, Andrew, what did you think of the uh, the freshman from Hawaii? Is there, I mean, there's a lot of people that are pretty excited about this. Is, uh, is it worth the hype? Yeah, well, we see this every year with certain elements of the fan base because whoever the guy is on the bench who's not playing, Gosh. certain elements of the fan base just fall in love with the unknown. It is a tried and true thing at Montana. And uh, none of well, the guys in is. that role before have had the last name Ayat. So. See, this is, the reason this has existed for so long is because once upon a time, the guy that was sitting on the bench waiting his turn was Dave Dickinson. Yeah. And then he came in for Burt Ruberger and... He, well, he pipped him. He never gave him the job back. And Dave Dickens is the greatest quarterback in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So this has been going on in Missoula for 30 years. 
Kili Ayat looked looked good. He looked really competent. I don't think you would have been able to tell that he was a true freshman on Saturday. You know, go back and watch the touchdown throw, and that touchdown throw was much more Junior Bergen than it was Ayat. Sure. Bergen was in the slot and just absolutely dropped his defender, and he was wide open by five yards. But go back and look at some of those other throws from Ayat. They were on time. He looked comfortable. He was able to move out of the pocket when the pressure came. I thought he looked really good. I thought sort of the overwhelming point of of watching him play, Grizz seemed to still really be committed to this two-quarterback idea, to having another guy who can come in when they're struggling. Uh, Again, they didn't score on their first four possessions on Saturday. Kelly Iyayat comes in. He moves the ball uh, uh, pretty well. He gets a touchdown on one out of his two drives. Uh, Bobby Houck said it, and we're about to hear it. They want to do a two-quarterback system. They tried it with, with Sam Vidlack and Clifton McDowell early in the non-conference. They had issues with that. Clifton McDowell's been the one guy for the last couple weeks. But Bobby said, we've been wanting to get Kalei Ayat in there for several weeks. I mean, he's been practicing with the twos since homecoming. They really want uh, to try to make this two-quarterback system a thing. So that's the big overarching point of of watching this kid who, who did play well on Saturday. Here's Bobby Houck on the true freshman quarterback. We're going to talk plenty more about this young man throughout the week, and I anticipate for a long time. Uh, he was a very, uh, they were very excited about him when they first got him from Hawaii. Uh, part of that's because of his last name and his lineage with the Grizz, but also part of it's because he's just a really talented young man. I know a lot of people were wondering, looking at his high school statistics, because he was on a high school team that struggled to find wins. They did not win a game his senior year. And he only threw like nine touchdowns his senior year. But our good buddy Pete Hamill, who runs Vertical Rays, Pete uh, worked over in Maui for a long time, a, a couple different careers over there. But he worked in high sc- uh, around high school sports there quite a bit. And he was saying that that league, that high school league, is absolutely stacked. You're filled with FBS-type recruits. So Kelly Ayat certainly was um, was tested heavily as a high school recruit and uh, certainly uh, he looks like a guy with at least at the very at this point a lot of promise third big thing about the Grizz here on the Montana Football Hour 
Uh, Grizz now control their own destiny. If they win out, beat Sac State, win at Portland State, beat the Cats at home, they're the two seed. They're the Big Sky Conference champions. It would be Montana's first Big Sky Conference championship since 2011. And their first official one since 2009 in Bobby Houck's last season of his first tenure. Who would ever thought that would be the case? Coach Houck tied the all-time wins record in uh, Big Sky history as 123rd win. Ties Jerome Sowers, so his next one will be the all-time leading winner in Big Sky Conference history. And, uh, Andrew, you asked me, where does this season rank as his all-time best coaching job? Let's save that for a full segment because I want to I want to hash that out. But this, I, I think there's a lot of reasons why. I think this is one of the great coaching jobs of Bobby Houck's career. Uh, we'll get into the whys a little later on. But here's uh, Bobby Houck on the wins record. A human moment for the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. I know that Bobby Howe can be a lightning rod because he is such a confrontational character himself. Um, he certainly is um, bristly at best with the media. And uh, I think, though, now that we're, we're having a more than decade-long body of work to analyze, it's undeniable just how good Bobby Houck has been. And I know the last couple years maybe haven't ended how people have wanted them to, but for him to rally this team back and have them in the top four in the country, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive coaching job by Bobby Houck. We'll hash out all the reasons why uh, a, little later, a little bit later on. A couple more thoughts from the Idaho side of things on the Montana Football Hour. That is next. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of the Missoula. Don't change the channel. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Now, Andrew, have you ever driven on Highway 1? I don't think I ever have. No, so, I've been down in that area a lot, obviously, but yeah. I don't think I've ever done the Highway 1 from Phillipsburg to Anaconda, right? Yeah, it's uh, from Phillipsburg to Anaconda. They call it the Pitler Highway. It's uh, it's epic, man. It's beautiful. It's worth it, I promise. Uh, we're just referencing this because Riley Wilson, Texas product, he shouted out the Highway 1 boys because Jackson Lee, Phillipsburg, and Braxton Hill, Anaconda, both had pick sixes in Montana's 40 nothing win over Northern Colorado. More on the game that stole all the headlines across the country, though. Idaho finds a way 
They bounce back from their loss to Montana, and they beat Montana State. They had a bye week in between, which I thought was uh, very helpful in the readjustment. Here's head coach Jason Eck on bouncing back after his team's first Big Sky loss to enter November in first place. Your mouth after the last matchup. I mean, what's that like celebrating with your team on the middle of the field after that one? Just, just love that, you know, again, you talk about the two weeks ago, the depths of the depths, watching their coach dance on our field and then uh, coming back and seeing our players celebrate and the joy in their eye. And, uh, you know, again, I, I, I give them all the credit. They, they did a great job. I coached them a little better than I did, I did against Montana. I'm not ready, but they, they found the plan. Yeah, I'll be right there. I'll come get you. Uh, these last two weeks. And uh, uh, to see a game like that in the Kibbe Dome, uh, to beat the number two team in the nation, awesome. Jason, points were hard to come by in the first half. Your mouth after the last. There you go. Jason Eck on his team's win uh, over Montana State. We had some other stuff we wanted to get to, but we'll probably have to save it for later on this week. We just we got too much content. It's a great pr- problem to have. Appreciate everybody for uh, helping out this weekend. It's it's. I'll say this. Now that October, and from a football perspective, I know we still got one day left tomorrow. Happy Halloween. By the way, I'll say what I always say. I'm dressing up as uh, Antonio Banderas. Do you see it? I look just like him. I know. It's a, it's a stolen joke from Bobby Houck. He says every year he dresses up like Brad Pitt and he's nailing it. So uh, that's going to be my go-to from now on because I've definitely reached the age in my life where I'm not dressing up anymore, ever again. I actually reached that age probably 10 years ago. <laughs> Anyways, I know we still have one day of October left. But I, I will say... That was the busiest and most hectic October I've had in my 17 years covering the Big Sky Conference. There was a reason for that. There's several reasons for it. First of all, so many road games. And so many road games we needed and had to get to. Uh, secondly, um, there's just so many variable kickoff times now. So back-to-back night games excuse me, back-to-back 8.30 kick games. Saturday's a night game. I'm into the 6 p.m. 6 p.m., I can do it. Two's better. One's better than that. Noon's better than that. But 6 p.m., I can do. 8.30 is just, it just hurts, man. It just hurts everybody involved. Regardless, uh, thank you so much for following along. It, it certainly, I, I don't like to say stressful because I, I, you know, I drive around watching football for a living. There's a lot harder jobs than mine, basically all of them. But it was a very, very uh, trying month full of travel. And uh, so proud of all my guys for helping out. And uh, thanks so much to all you guys for, for always tuning in or streaming or listening or downloading all of our various podcasts or reading all the stories on SkylineSportsMT.com. We really, really appreciate it, and uh, what a heck of an October that it was. And how about this? What a heck of a November it's going to be. That is the Montana Football Hour, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash, located right next to us, Radio Way in Missoula. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornowick, in studio with me. Don't change that dial. Montana's brand of the NFL, presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Right after this, keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.